the, then the thing that really sets me off is, well, once we have a vaccine, then everything will go back, back to, to normal. normal. Yeah. And I say, you mean like the flu vaccine that's 8% effective? Doesn't work. I catch if, I mean, if I had a brake pad manufacturing company for cars and my brake pads were 8% effective, I would be out of business. George Floyd was not taken out because he was black. George Floyd was taken out because he was owed major drug money by Derek Shaven. When you're making vaccines that are 8% effective for the flu that you have to change every year, which, by the way, give most people that take them the flu. Food. And you're going to tell me that this new, and they can't sue, you can't sue them for this right. without going through the VAERS court, which is a joke. And you're going to tell me that once we have a untested, brand new rush through vaccine, then everything is going to go back to normal. Good luck with that. I'll tell you what, they're going to test it in Africa like they're doing, kill a bunch of Africans, pay them off $1,000 per person, which is the maximum that they have to spend if they kill somebody. So they already know that because it's way cheaper to kill them there than kill them here. Found out what the Chinese Communist Party, the Red Dragon, is doing to these people and have been doing to these people for the last 20 years in China, sending hundreds and thousands of innocent Falun Gong practitioners, Uyghur Muslims, House Christians, and Tibetan Buddhists. Particularly, 95% of um, the victims are Falun Gong practitioners to be state-mandated hospitals, concentration camps, death camps, military facilities, uh, military facilities run by the Chinese military at the behest of the, of the highest-ranking officials of the Chinese Communist Party to create a illegal sanctions forced organ harvesting business. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Truth Defender podcast. We are coming to you from the greatest country in the world, deep in the heart of the Lone Star State, Dallas, Texas. I'm your host, Paul Aguilar. Really appreciate you guys stopping in for another episode. If you guys are catching us on YouTube and you aren't already a subscriber, please consider hitting that subscribe button. Uh, if you guys go ahead and click that thumbs up and make sure you guys click that notification bell so you don't miss an episode in the future. Also, if you guys are on the go and you want to check us out, you can catch us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio at Truth Defender Podcast. We'll have all the links to the social media down below, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Discord, locals.com as well. If you guys have any questions or comments for myself or a guest, guest or topic recommendations, you can email us at thetruthdefender1776 at gmail.com. Uh, next guest, uh, I've known this man since probably about, what was like 2009, I think? About yeah. Way back when. Uh, yeah, so veteran owner and proprietor of Black Force MMA uh, in Somerville, South Carolina. You guys opened another location, didn't you? Yeah, we uh, we ended up uh, opening a second location. Uh, we rent out a room in the back of uh, it's uh, called Bold Fitness. Okay. Uh, we just do uh, jujitsu over there like twice a week um, on Wednesday, Thursday nights. But uh, yeah, they, it's a, a brand new location. Uh, it's phenomenal. I mean, they have everything we need over there sauna showers you know quarter of a million dollar weight room i mean it's nice so he was looking to get uh martial arts in there and hit me up uh online and then i went in and had a meeting with him and stuff and got everything hooked up through there so yeah 
Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So yeah, for anyone looking out, trying to get fit, trying to get your jujitsu on, uh, Black Forest Mixed Martial Arts and Fitness Academy. Uh, that's in Somerville, South Carolina. Uh, if you guys want to get more information, you can go ahead and hit up blackforestmma.com. And you can also hit up Facebook, MMA Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, you guys, I saw you guys are going to have uh, Frank Mir in November, right? Yeah, yeah. Big, uh, big Frank Mir, the uh, two-time UFC heavyweight champ, uh, the longest reigning heavyweight champ. Uh, he's coming down. Uh, I got to meet him up at Bond Sports Arena at our fight show that we did up there. Um, great guy, phenomenal guy. Uh, we went and had, uh, I think, I th- think there was a total of, uh, 12 pro fights up there. Uh, UFC veterans, Bellator veterans, um, uh, a couple, uh, pro local guys that bring a crowd. So right. yeah, it was, uh, it was great, man. We had a great time up there. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. So everybody check it out. Like I mentioned, blackforcemma.com. Um, without further ado, Mr. Dwight Decker, how you doing, sir? <laughs> good, man. Good. How you doing? Uh, not too bad. It's been, shoot, it's been a minute, man, since I think like 2009, I was coming in the door. You were headed on your way out um, around the same time. So it's been, it's been around there since I'd seen you or anything, uh, yeah. you know, like besides Facebook and stuff like that. But right, um, yeah, it was, it's, it's been a while, <laughs> a long while. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, I wanted to, I guess, speak to someone else, uh, veteran or like anybody else that was in the military. So, we want to take it back to obviously what's going on in the news with, with Afghanistan and, and that whole freaking shit show that's going on. But, um, you know, it's it's always kind of good to kind of get a perspective on how we ended up in that point. So, September eleventh, two thousand and one. I think I was a freshman in high school, uh, watching the Twin Towers come down like everyone else did around the country and around the world. Um, where were you at that time? Like that whole thing was going on. Um, actually I was coming home. Uh, I heard it on the radio, uh, and my brother was home, uh, from DC and, uh, he was in the Marine Corps at the time, uh, in DC, um, doing some, uh, stuff up there and, uh, working with the Pentagon and the White House and stuff. My dog's going nuts right now, man. But, uh, <laughs> hey, Cash. Hold on, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cash. Take him inside. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So I got home, came inside, and uh, I... And then um, we went and uh, I turned on the TV woke him up and I was like, Hey, you got to see this. You got to see this. And, uh, instantly it was, uh, enough time to see this the second plane hit the tower. And it was just, he was like, Hey, I got to grab, I got to get the phone, you know? So he went and made a phone call, uh, to his chain of command. And, uh, he started packing his stuff and he's like, I got to go, I got to go. And, uh, so, he drove from Ohio to DC and I mean, I, I couldn't have been more proud um, of him just because, I mean, that's my brother, you know, I mean, I've always looked up to him and stuff, um, even though he's my younger brother, but, you know, he went in the Marine Corps right out of uh, high school. Um, I ended up getting a football scholarship and uh, he, he just, he, he deserves everything he has now. I mean, just uh, living the life in DC and just, you know, li- living it up. Um, He's just unbelievable, man. Like my hero, you know? And uh, it wasn't until later I went and uh, got hired uh, by Tiffin police department. And uh, 
I was doing uh, undercover operations for them, uh, narcotics operations for them for like five years. Um, and then I jumped on the SWAT team, uh, got hired in, jumped on the SWAT team, did that for a little bit. And then uh, I always had this like calling in the, in, in the background to join the military because I come from a military family. We have over 20 something relatives, aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, nephews, brothers, fathers, grandfathers, great grandfathers that have always served in the military and stuff. And uh, I've always had this calling to join the, the military. And when I ended up going through SWAT school, it really was a deciding factor for me that that was what I wanted to do. And just that high speed, low drag, get after it mentality, you know, that I always had inside. Like I'm, I'm a big competitor, big competitor. I guess that's why I love martial arts so much, but uh, it was uh, one of these things that I called my brother from SWAT school and I had a nice heart to heart with him. And he goes, Oh, you want to join my core? And I was like, well, I go, I want to see what's out there, man. Cause you know, I, you know, I, I was undecided at that time, you know, and uh, I wanted to be smart about it. Um, I already had my four year degree. Um, I was going back to school to get my master's degree in forensic psychology. Um, so I ended up going back, getting that and uh, graduating uh, with my master's in 2005, but I still had this, this itch you know, to join the military, to be a patriot. And it, it changed my life, man. I mean, it, it went from not having any, like, real solid foundation to giving me a foundation, giving me direction, something I was motivated in, uh, motivated after, and uh, did really well. You know, graduated at honor grad out of boot camp, graduated class leader, um, you know, out of A school, and then uh, – Filled a billet, uh, of course, you know, MPTU, filled a billet there. Uh, at the time, it was for an E5. I was an E3 at the time. Uh, filled that billet. They hyped it up, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we all know the truth about that place. Uh, it, I think, <laughs> I think on, honestly, with the different chain of command, it, it would have been a lot different. But, you know, there, there's things that got swept under the rug there that, you know, never hit the news, never hit the media. Um, uh, one being Zavala. That, that was kind of a shit show right there. Um, him one, being one of my good friends, I spent six hours with him the night before. Uh, all that went down. And uh, I went into the chief's mess, and I was like, look, I said, he doesn't need to be around guns. You know, I talked to him. I go, this is not Dwight Decker, you know, E-nothing, e, e Schmuckatelli talking to you. This is a guy with the $60,000 master's degree in forensic psychology. And I'm telling you, he doesn't need to be around you know, weapons. He's, he's not stable enough to be around there. You guys keep pushing them, keep messing with them and stuff. And I go, that's not cool. And I got the old pat on the bat. We'll take care of it. You know, and next thing you know, you know, it's, a, it's unfortunate, you know, that that happens a lot in the military, you know, we're pushed. I mean, you, you work there, you know, how, how bad they mess with us and stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was a complete shit show. And, you know, for anybody that says otherwise, you know, obviously they didn't, they weren't there when we were or when I was, um, you know, I can tell stories of, you know, senior chiefs and, and, you know, lieutenant commanders and stuff like that, that, you know, it, it just, it's a shit show, you know, but yeah, yeah. You know, people that mess up anywhere you go. So whatever, I guess we're all accountable to a higher power once the day's done. So. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. And, and I remember coming out, I mean, when, when the whole thing with, Savala happened, we were just coming into that place. So 
I mean, it was like the first week or so that we were there. Yeah. And yeah. like seeing that happen while like while we were there, I mean, we didn't really know what was going on. Uh, they didn't really tell us much of anything, but you know, just like over the over time of working there, we kind of pieced things together and, and just figuring out like what had actually happened uh, yeah. was rough. But yeah, I mean that that whole place was from that to like other things that happened to things that happened with Casanova when he was there and, and yep. stuff like that. So it just got yeah. it just got kind of crazy. I mean, like I said. During my time, when I, when I was just getting there, you were kind of on the way out, you know, all, all that stuff you had with your surgeries and stuff like that. So it was, we didn't really see too much of you after a while. And then after, after that, you were just gone. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of crazy shit happened until, you know, my time was over there, went overseas and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, so it, it's kind of like that whole thing happening. So that you were kind of on your way out when I was on my way in. So I got in in 08 was when I was first like into, into boot camp and all that stuff. And then yeah. coming out of there, going to a school. And then after that, going to MPTU in Charleston and stuff like that. And, and so like when I kind of got into the military, there wasn't a whole, we were kind of like in the middle of, of nine 11, not being too fresh at that time right. anymore. So like people that were coming in off the wave of nine 11 were joining, like they wanted to get back at like, freaking Saudi Arabia, like all the terrorists. So everybody was joining. There was lines around the block and all stuff like that. So that yep. was that was happening. But kind of like the time when I was coming in, we were kind of in a like in a lull, I guess, of action not really happening and there wasn't much going on. Um so now we fast forward from then when I got out in 2013 um to I guess now, I mean, we've been on the going back and forth in Afghanistan, a lot of people have been dying and stuff like that and then so we had a plan to get out what was like last year this year uh early may or like late may um so now obviously what happened all over the news with, with joe biden and then how he pulled out of afghanistan just kind of leaving people behind we're still, still americans left behind right now they're still there yeah. yep. um but they keep bragging about how it was the largest uh i guess airlift of refugees and stuff like that out of the country like ever yeah let, let's definitely the get them out before we get americans <laughs> out that that sounds awesome so it's and, and it's let's, like let's leave, let's leave all the americans over there and get a bunch of people that we have not a care in the world for as we speak but yet yeah, let's get them out first and leave the americans behind to fend for themselves yeah that's yeah. awesome and it's and it's so and it's even worse when you hear countries like france like of all countries are going in like looking yeah. for people and getting them out and we're just like well we don't have the resources to go back in and do this and that we don't even know where they are there's no way to find them like france is back in there looking for their people you know yep. that should tell you everything you need to know but it's right. like, <laughs> yeah of all the countries you know they're the ones getting shit done right now yep. um but i mean obviously everything that was all over the news like afghans freaking rushing the the gates you know to the airport and stuff and them rushing the freaking tarmacs and trying to get on the like the airplanes and stuff yeah uh, had a whole bunch of videos of like ac-130s and stuff trying to take off and freaking afghans holding on to the wheel wells and you know stuff like that yep. like obviously there's a level of desperation people are trying to get out they know what's you know what's coming now regardless of what people yeah exactly, think, exactly. yeah so like regardless of what anyone thinks about 9-11 i don't 
I have my thoughts on what I think would have happened there and, and also like the whole reason why we wanted to get to Afghanistan and why we were there. 9-11 was just kind of like a way to get there. But, re- you know, regardless of, right. of all that, um, do you think that this was a way to arm the Taliban to fuel another 20-year war somewhere down the line? Like, was it just another way to stay there? Well, um, so my my thoughts on that whole thing, and I know this is going to get some people in the, uh, their panties in a bunch, but uh, it's uh, one of these things, like, we gave them, I think it was $9 billion in weaponry, um, MRAPs, tanks, missiles, guns, ammo. I mean, millions, not thousands, millions of rounds of ammunition weapons to fire those rounds um and black hawk helicopters which now they're pulling the whole scar space scene and you know i'm sure you've seen that video you know throwing people out and hanging them and stuff um it's i have buddies that were over there that were sending me videos and they're like don't don't pay attention to the news this is really what's going on and i mean it was like firsthand accountability stuff and uh you know um and, and now I'm sure it's out there somewhere, uh, people being handcuffed, tied, uh, you know, fathers, mothers, daughter or kids, you know, and they would literally shoot one family member. So the other ones would have to watch and then shoot the next one and then the next one and then the next one and just go down the line. And then once they were dead to kind of uh, put a uh, stamp of approval on it, I, they just cut them in half with, you know, the weapons that they had, you know, that we gave them. So, you know, if, if that was my family, you know, that, that <laughs> there, there's certain people that, you know, I, I would be not happy with, um, especially, especially with, you know, the four, well, it was three, I guess now it's four buses of Afghan students, women and children that were trying to leave when Joe Biden said that, you know, if they make it to the airport, all they have to do is show their passport or tell them they're, you know, have uh, American relations and they'll let them in. Well, when they got there, they didn't let them in. The gates were locked and the Taliban came up and seized all four busloads of women and children. So you and I know what happens when the Taliban takes over. You and I have seen that. And these people that are out here, you know, passing out unicorn shit and hugs and everything else that, you know, thinks going to save the world. You know, I, I'm sorry, but, you know, I look at life completely different um, from my, uh, I think it was my second month at Lackland and uh, myself and another person, I'm not going to give his name out. Um, myself and another person were asked if we would like to have a special detail. We said, yes. And, uh, I thought it was cleaning dog shit out of the kennels. So, you know, you know how it is in A school, anything, anything to go do something, get your mind out of where you're at. You want to go do it. Um, He was like, okay, you know, go get, go get your uh, dickies on, you know, uh, your mailroom suit. We got that on. And uh, we drove past the kennels and uh, we kept driving. And I looked at my buddy and he looked at me. He's like, where are we going? I was like, I don't know. He didn't tell me, you know? And, uh, we get to this uh, building, let's call it that, and <clears throat> we were offloaded off the bus, and we were told, keep your mouth shut, keep your eyes down. If you have to go to the bathroom, one of the guards has to go with you. We're escorted to the bathroom, uh, did our business, and come out of the bathroom. 
but we walk in the building and there's a big uh, like industrial and I mean almost like a wood chipper but it was a shredder in the middle of this room and there were like Kate and like uh, plastic totes of you know different things that uh, we were told not to look inside not to put our hands on it just dump the tote and keep going go on to the next one so you know we did we were doing what we were told and stuff and of course you know you got you got you know shit shows everywhere so one of the kids ended up slipping one of the totes out of his hands and all his papers and pictures went everywhere and it literally was like some hills have eyes shit and everybody around there they just they were like stop and they stopped the conveyor stopped everything and we're all like just freezing and yeah i mean you, could, you couldn't help it was like a train accident you know what i mean like you, you just look <laughs> at what you were doing and you're like oh should i move should i not move like you know what's the deal and the the pictures that I saw were it, it was it was it was to, it was disturbing you know but then again I mean that's why we were there you know and it was I couldn't tell exactly where it was at but like I said it was some hills have eyes shit so if you've seen that movie you know what I'm talking about um, and it was kids it was adults it was everything and at the end of the day I mean no one said a word on the bus back to the quarter deck. I mean, no one. And my buddy shows up at my, my room about an hour and a half after, after we we're going to go get, we we're going to uh, head over and get some dinner. And he goes, deck, he goes, uh, I ain't eating dinner, man. I said, what? He goes, I ain't eating dinner. I was like, why not? He goes, I, I can't do, I, I can't eat after what I saw, man. And I was like, are you, are you messing with me right now? Because, I mean, me, you know, I came in, I came into the military later. You know, I've seen shit on the SWAT team. I should see shit as a cop before I went in the military. So it didn't affect me too much like that. But, you know, for someone who's never seen something like that, you know, you send these 18, 19-year-old kids over to Afghanistan and they see this shit for the first time. Some of them never fired a weapon before. And we're asking them to do a job that some adults can't do. Yeah. It kind of puts it, you know, put, puts that mental stress on, on people, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I said, no, no problem, man. You need anything, just let me know. You know where my room is. You need to talk or whatever else. And he just, he just left his room. I didn't, I didn't see him until the next day. Like, I mean, it, it was crazy. But as far as, uh, you know, the whole, the whole Taliban goes, I mean, those goat fuckers, man, they can go fuck themselves for all I care. I mean, I have, I, like, there's, there's, there's hate. And there's evil that walk amongst us. And those are those people, man. You're, we're not going to change something that's been going on for thousands of years. We're, we're just not. And I think that's why we went over there in the first place is to kind of help that, um, help the r- real Afghan people, like mend the ways and, and kind of give them a security blanket um, so they could live a somewhat normal life. But even while we we're over there for 20 years, they were still doing what they had to do, the Taliban. You know what I mean? Because yeah. in three days, think think about how big that country is. In three less than three days, they had complete control over that entire country. So you can't tell me that they 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 just popped off in three days and everybody, you know, no, these people were in hiding. Yeah. You know, so there were, I guarantee you, in you know the SF that were over there and the, you know, other special forces and stuff that were over there. They, they, I know they can't talk about it and stuff, but I guarantee you there were people that were friendly that really weren't friendly. They were, they have spies just like us, you know, I mean, back and forth. So 
when they heard about this going down, they were kind of rejoicing, man. They were kind of rallying their troops, getting things around, you know, and, and doing that. My biggest pet peeve, though, is ever since, you know, ever since I was in the military, before the military, even, you know, when my grandfather was a hardcore Marine back in his day, it was, he always taught me, even if you're getting your ass kicked on the street, you never leave your best friend laying there getting his ass kicked. You better get your ass kicked too, you know? So it's kind of that no man, no woman left behind mentality. But that's the thing with the Taliban. They don't have that. They're a bunch of bitches that throw women and children in front of them just to save their own life. So, you know, it's that, that kind of thing. The videos I've seen coming back from Afghanistan of how they're beating women now, how they're, you know, cutting the uh, heads off of people, you know, children and, and, and women and, you know, stoning people and stuff. It, it's, it's, it's nuts, man. But, you know, a lot of people that talk, they, they want socialism. They, they want this. They, they, they're fiending for it. And the government is just putting their tit in their mouth, squeezing milk out, feeding them, giving them these, you know, unemployment checks. Oh, you need more? Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. But what they don't understand is once it's here, it's here. And, and that's the thing. All these people, we've, we have people that train at my gym, have come through my gym over the last 11 years that have been from Cuba, have been from uh, the UK, have been from Russia, have been from all these countries. And they're like, man, I was so happy to make it to America. I, I just kissed the ground and, man, I went and got a cheeseburger. I went and got this and, and, and they thrive, you know, even in Brazil, you know, we have a ton of Brazilian, you know, I have tons of Brazilian friends that, you know, I go to their gyms and train and they're like, man, I got here. I had $300 in my pocket, $300 to live on. And I made a, a, a I live the American dream now, you know, they own their own gym. They're, they're thriving now, but what scares them the most is, we are we are playing the socialistic playbook play by play play by play and it is in a downward spiral right to socialism and i mean i've uh i talked to a different teacher i'm gonna leave his name out of it he's a teacher at a high school here but we share books back and forth and stuff and he gave me a book um it's called the uh, bully of asia mm-hmm. and i suggest you read it if you haven't read it China is behind this whole thing with the Taliban. And I'll tell you why. China, they're looking for lithium, okay? So the number one thing that we went over there for, whether you like it or not, is opium. You know, so, I mean, when we're walking through those fields over there and they tell us, hey, you know, don't break a stem or you're going to end up answering to the Afghan government for what you're doing and this and that. And we were like, what the hell? Like, wait, what? This is illegal. You know, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, but, you know, people that come back from where they're like, dude, you will not believe this shit, you know. And but China now looking at China, they want those trillion dollars in rare minerals that that uh, Afghanistan has. Well, now they're making deals with the Taliban saying, hey, look. The U.S. left all these, you know, uh, $9 billion of vehicles and missiles and weapons and ammo and stuff over here. Whatever you need, let us know. We'll send some, too. So they're arming them as well because they know what they're about to get. It's kind of like an investment, you know. So when that happens, who do you think China's going to send to attack us? These people that already hate us. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's <laughs> so we're definitely in the weak men make hard times part of like our country right now. Um, there's that whole saying, you know, like tough times make hard men, hard men make good times, good times make weak men, and then weak men make hard times. So we're definitely in that that part where weak men make hard times right now. Um, so it's and, and it's so like they're bringing all these people in. So I know here in Dallas, um, they're bringing in about 400 Afghanis uh, that are coming under special like refugee visas. Like they just come straight right. in to housing and stuff. Meanwhile, I'm working with, I've been working with guys that are homeless vets for a long time, like helping them out, you know, yep. here and there where I can, you know, freaking setting them up with hotels and stuff like that every once in a while food and all this kind of shit right and they've been trying to get housing for years like anywhere to stay and then they bring these people in and like within a day they have yep. freaking apartments checking accounts money set up you know it's all yep. kinds of stuff and like what's even worse is that it's not even that it's coming from the government this is it's coming from people that live here within the community yeah and they're like donating money and it's like man you've been seeing this homeless dude on the street for years man you guys don't give a shit to that dude but then, like, these people come in, you don't even know who they are. Like, where do they come it's from? It's like ble- bleeding heart, man. Yeah. It's the bleeding heart, you know? And, and we're, we're definitely, you know, like you said, in a race towards the bottom of the barrel as a country. And it's, 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 um, it's, man, it's, for the first time in, like, a long time, you know, since I've been alive, I fear for our country. I fear for my kids' future um, because as far as people standing up for it and stuff, there's, I mean, there's a ton of people that are freaking trying to fight back. Right. But it just seems like the majority of the country, it's like, it wants what's happening right now. There's nothing to stop it. Like there's nothing. So like, nothing's going to happen to fucking Joe Biden. No one's going to get impeached. No one's going to get fired. No, nothing. No one's going to be held accountable. Maybe they'll fire like some low level fucking idiots out there. Right. But like, the people that should be getting in trouble for things, no, nothing's going to happen to them. Like we've already moved on from Afghanistan to something else now. It's already yep. now we're back to, I think now we're on to like fucking global warming and what's happening. In Cli- yeah, I was going to say climate change and every other bullshit thing that they could come up with. So like no one, no one cares about Afghanistan anymore. Like they, they made a big deal about it. Like the day of maybe like a few days afterwards because there was American citizens left behind, but like they're just they're, they're over it now. Like it's the next yeah. thing, and then no one's no one's going to say anything about it. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why because if you look at who controls the media, CNN, Fox News, all this other bullshit that's out there. I mean, you look at who controls them. It's the left. It's the Democrats. It's it's the people that you know are in power right now. So it's it's one of these things, you know. Um, and, and, and let me put it to you like this like we i own a couple different businesses and uh I, honestly i commend you on what you do for veterans um i do the same thing um it's called grappling ptsd and i help a lot of veterans with ptsd through martial arts and stuff our main focus is helping veterans that the va lets down um we've helped veterans get motorized scooters track chairs um you know canes crutches back braces neck braces um the walk that we do the walk for the fallen um it's a 32 mile hump and this year we raised about four grand and we're able to get a scooter for a 92 year old veteran that the va was playing the waiting game hopefully that he would die 
before they would have to buy him a scooter. And I was like, that's not right, you know? And, and, but the thing of it is the, the VA is a shit show in itself. You know, um, you know, a, a lot of people, even the Charleston VA down here is a shit show. And I, I sat there, I got invited to a veterans veteran business owner. Uh, you want to call it like a, a meeting at the table or tabletop meeting, whatever you want to call it with uh, uh, Joe Cunningham. That guy's a piece of shit, man. And he sat there in a room full of veterans and he said, you know, the Charleston VA is one of the best I've seen. It's got five gold stars and everybody just started laughing. And he's like, what's so funny? And I said, <laughs> I said, sir, I said, you know, you're not a veteran. You don't, you don't get it. You don't care. And I go, it's the dog and pony show with you. And when you, when you do that, you know, actions speak louder than words. And right now your, your words are falling on deaf ears. And my other buddy sat next to me who I work with um, on a, on the regular um, who helps with veterans as well. And uh, he, he, he's a great guy. Um, I'm going to leave his name out of it. Um, but he spoke up and he's like, he goes, you work for us. We don't work for you. And he was like, well, what do you mean? He goes, exactly what I said. He's like, you know, we've heard all this before from every politician that has come in here and, you know, oh yeah, veterans, that's what my job is. I'm going for them. What happened? He gets elected. He hasn't done jack shit for any veteran, you know, in the state of South Carolina that I know of. And every time I comment on his Facebook page or, you know, whatever else, he never comments back. He, he you know, and, and that just, because I'm telling the truth, you know, and he, he doesn't want to listen to that. You know, um, there, there's been so many times where we've actually stepped up as my nonprofit and taken care of veterans who have had, um, you know, needed to pay a light bill, needed groceries. Um, last Thanksgiving, we bought over 200 turkeys for a Thanksgiving meal that we served uh, like a drive through. You know, you were allowed, as a veteran, you were allowed four plates. You know, they're already pre-wrapped and everything. And we give you four plates and you drive off, you know, and it's the next one, the next one. So we did 200 turkeys with that because of COVID. It, our numbers have been through the roof. And then for Christmas, we actually ended up helping over 300 veterans, but we actually helped out over 175 kids. That's the big thing, man, is the kids. And, and, and even the veterans will tell you that, like, look, don't take care of me. Take care of my family. Take care of my kids, you know. And that's the big focus, you know. So we, we try to help out with medical bills. We have counselors that work for us, chaplains that work for us. Um, you know, we have a dentist that, you know, he'll do a once over on your teeth just to clean your teeth, you know, different things that the VA is just like, sorry, you know, you know, we can't help you, you know, go, go somewhere else or, you know, well, make an appointment. Then you make an appointment. It's six, seven, eight months down the road. You know, it's like, what? I need help now. Yeah. You know, and I've had, I've had veterans call my phone or text me. And they're like, I just called the suicide awareness line and I got put on hold for 45 minutes. And, and it's sad. And, and that's like, it, it, it really, how, like, if you think about it, how many people, like just not military people, just people, citizens, how many people actually really truly know what's going on? How, or are they just looking at the surface because it looks pretty, you know, they're donating that $5 because that gives them a warm and fuzzy on the inside, you know? And it's, it's one of these things where, you know, you want all these refugees and stuff. Well, you have an extra room in your house. Why don't you put them up? That would be going above and 
beyond. You want this here, put them up in your house. You know, I let a guy stay at my gym, a veteran stay at my gym for 15 months, rent free, 15 months. That's insane. I paid all his bills for 15 months. I helped other veterans, you know, giving them money for Christmas so they can get their kids some stuff. So it's, it's, it's those types of things that veterans understand, you know, you help other veterans out and stuff and I'll, and I'll help other people out too. But I'm just saying my main focus is veterans. Like what can I help them with? You know, because I've seen stuff. I've been there. I've done that. I bought the t-shirt and it, it, it makes me sick to my stomach because uh, the Vietnam war to Afghanistan, it's the same playbook. It just gets more violent, more violent, more violent. But yet, <clears throat> excuse me, but yet the, the one thing that never changes a con- common denominator is you're not seeing the elite people put their kids overseas. You, they're the ones sitting back with the little joystick and the little computer and do this, do that, blah, 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 you know. And when, when the shit hits the fan, you know, Joe Biden, he wants to throw his son up and talk about him. Well, let's talk about your other son, you piece of shit. Let's talk about Hunter Biden, okay? Because we all remember uh, a couple of years ago when a computer came up missing from one of the submariners that, next thing you know, they got court-martialed. But yet, here you are, here you are, your son, you're in the White House now, your son has now lost two laptops, two laptops now, and he got a brand new set of teeth, he's got a couple new suits, he's got daddy's black Amex card that he keeps sliding through hookers' butt cheeks, just so he can go out there and bang and stay out of his dad's hair. Hey, you know, that conversation, I would love to be a fly on the wall. Yeah. Because it's it's one of these things where it doesn't matter how embarrassing that is, he'll never be caught for anything. He should, you know as well as I do, if that would have happened to anybody, anybody in or out of the military, they'd be in freaking prison right now. Well, yeah, so like you mentioned the freaking submariner, didn't he take like a picture of some freaking yep. panel or some shit that wasn't even yep. nothing, you know, and he yep. got kicked out and he went to jail for I don't, know, I don't remember how long, like a year, like a little over a year or something like that. But yeah, but yeah, he's he got screwed over completely. And anybody else, I mean, we all know about the servers and all kinds of shit that get out there and, and nobody oh, says yeah. a damn thing. And they're just like, eh, well, I just got rid of them. But like, what do you mean you just got rid of them? You know, and so like nothing ever goes anywhere. But you know, like you said, if it was it was if it was you and I, they would fucking hang us up by our toes. So, um, so here we years. go. I don't know. I don't know if you were there or not. But even down there on the base we worked at, I came into work one day and there were twenty plus people standing out in front of the CO's office, and I was like, Uh-oh. "Did I miss the memo somewhere, or like what's going on?" You know. And come to find out, civilians and submariner students and their instructors officers were playing gambling online on the <laughs> yeah. stubs yeah, yeah, you I remember know. that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's like they got busted yeah yeah oh yeah so like you know when shit like that happens at a little level but you got this big dog up here i mean and look at clinton you know i i, I mean look at what she did all her emails come on now man Come on, you didn't lose them. You know exactly where they are, because that's what you call blackmail. 
you know, and the whole thing with Epstein and everything else, man, these people are like the untouchables, you know, they're like the Dons, you know, that they just do what they want when they want and no one holds them accountable, you know? And I think that's the biggest thing that America, the Patriots need to hold people accountable, you know? And as long as we keep talking and keep communicating about what really happened and really what went on, like, I'm, I'm sure you've talked to Vietnam vets and stuff, and they're like, nah, man, this is what really went on. You know, this is what really happened over there. You know, and, and they start telling these stories of, you know, everything that was going on. You're like, what? Yeah. Oh, my. They don't put that shit in the history books, though. You know, yeah. so it, I try to I try to pass that knowledge on to my kids and, you know, and, and other kids that, you know, they're like, man, it's crazy what's going on, you know. And, and my big thing is, at my gym, you know, we have a 10,000 square foot facility. It, I, I love it. I've been blessed over the years. And it's one of these things. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. I don't care. Okay. That's fine. If it makes, if that's your security blanket, I'm fine with that. You know, do what you have to do to make yourself comfortable. Okay. But don't come in to my, my gym, my house and tell me I better wear one. Or I better do this, or I better do that. You know, it, it, it's not happening. You know, I, I'm I, I don't think like that. You know, I would never walk in your house and say, Paul, I think you need to do this. You'd look at me and be like, dude, yeah, like you see that door you just came in? Why don't you turn around and go right out that door again? <laughs> but I would expect that though. You know, yeah. so it's it, it's uh, it, it's it's crazy, man. It's a crazy, crazy world where the weak voices are the ones we hear now, you know, and it kind of goes back to that whole thing. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. These people are just crying and crying and crying. When does it stop, man? I'll tell you when it stops, when the train cars pull up, they go after the low hanging fruit, the weak ones, the wolf never attacks the strongest sheep of the herd because he get his ass kicked. He goes after that baby sheep first. Then while that mom's, you know, oh, my God, my calf died, he'll go after her second. And then he might, you know, grow some nuts and go after the father. But just because he killed that one sheep, now he's infected that whole herd. That whole herd is now afraid of that one sheep. And that is exactly what our government is doing right now to us. They're, they're taking these weak people, these weak-minded people that can't think for themselves. And the whole COVID thing, they're infecting this. They're, they're putting this fear in there, just like Hitler did. You know, he, he instilled this fear. One man instilled this fear. And you either got along with it or you got killed. So the big thing now, the big picture now is you either get along with COVID or what? You get mand- mandatory vaccinated. Dude, you better have life insurance if you come at me with that shit. <laughs> because your family's going to be wealthy. Because it ain't happening. It's not happening, man. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's 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 crazy to see. I mean, I don't spend too much time. I mean, I spend enough time online on social media just to promote the shows and you know, right, get, right, freaking guests that we have on and stuff like that. But but I do follow a lot of a lot of people that talk about vaccines and stuff and and just to see like the comments of the people that are underneath just saying that like 
if you know like if one of you guys had just obeyed and gotten the vaccine this would all have been over already and just, just like, obey obey what are you talking about and then like, you know like papers. what's going on in australia man they're completely locked down you can't even go i think it was like 15 kilometers away from your house yeah. uh, they got that whole vaccine freaking passport on your phone once yep. you, once you cross that 15 freaking kilometer mark from your house they send you a text message that you have to respond to within 15 minutes with a picture of where you are exactly. Yeah. So they can mark you down where you're at. Right. So today there was a video as well in France. Um, everywhere in France, it's required to have a vaccine passport to go into like the grocery stores, like the malls. Yep. Um, and there was a lady that went in without one. And the fucking cops came in and beat the shit out of her with riot yeah. gear and fucking sticks and all kinds of shit. And there yeah. were a bunch of people that came in after her to help out and, and they, they drove the cops back. But, but the fact that that's even being thought of as okay, like then there's other people that are back there were just like, well, if only she would have just complied and got the vaccine, nothing this would have happened. It was like, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? It's, dude, it's uh, that wolf mentality, man. It's that wolf mentality. It's I, that wolf mentality. Sometimes they, like, they think I, by attacking one person, well, if she would have just complied, none of this would have happened to her. But the thing is, look at Hitler. He did the same thing, man. The same thing. It is an agenda bigger than you and I, and it's a worldly agenda. And I'm telling you, China is behind it. I'm telling you that. There's a there's another great book. I, I actually have it right here. The Hundred Year Marathon, man. That's a great book and uh that came from you know the guy I exchanged book with right. all the time and it's it's just it's very interesting because how China looks at it even hundreds and hundreds of years ago yeah. China looks at it and China is considered the virus of the heart and what that means is they don't infiltrate your skin so you itch and itch and itch and you might get it off okay you just get a rash from it that's 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 not them what they'll do is they'll infiltrate your country and then next thing you know, they'll attack it from the inside out. And that's what they've done. They, they put so many people over here. I mean, you look at our goods, our services, our steel industry, where does it come from? China. China. Yeah. So China's, we are they play so the long dependent game on them. Yeah. They play the long game in a really good way. And it's, I mean, any, any, college students that you look at that come from China or whatever, they're not here because they want to be like they're sent here for a reason. I know to get a good degree to see what's going on in the school systems. Maybe they get fucking a, like a nice degree and they get set up in a good company somewhere. Yep. And then they feed Intel back, uh, you know, like they, when it comes to like freaking technology and all that stuff, that all that stuff didn't start in China. That started here. They stole that shit, sent it back. And yep. they made it their own and they started building on shit. So it's, it's, I mean, I, I've known a few people that they come from China and they go to school here and stuff like that. And they're, they're, just, they're not here because they want to be, there's something going on. And I'm sorry to say there might be some people that are, you know, whatever, but it's just not the case. Like they don't come from China over here just, you know, right. because they want to hang out or whatever. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's rough and it's, they don't, World War Three. Everybody talks about it. It's, it's not going to happen like on the on the battlefield. It's it's happening now. Like there's yeah. things like infiltrating like China and freaking Russia and all them from the inside out. Like you said, there's 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 shit going on, and it, you can see it all over the place now. Um, yeah. But, and it's like one of the crucial points we have coming up this month is September 14th. Hopefully, fucking Gavin Newsom's dumbass gets recalled 
um, because California, I mean, I don't, even before I even got into politics or anything like that, I never really liked going to California. I didn't like anything to do with that like, at all. Um, but now that they're starting to ruin it even worse, we need Larry Elder to win. They can start fixing California so we could stop all these people coming from California into Texas. Um, you know, they're all going to Austin, which used to be a great city. It was always kind of yeah. leaning, you know, like, like a little liberal town and stuff, but it wasn't as crazy as it is now. It's like a mini San Francisco and people are just leaving. Like the people that used to live there, they're from Texas. They're, they're gone. And you just have people coming from LA into Austin, forgetting why they fled California. Like, they're just like, Oh, we're going to go to Austin because you know, freaking California is kind of rough right now, but they come into Austin and they bring their voting habits in. they still vote for all the left leaning shit that they had going on in Austin, in, in LA so I would say within the next five, six years, Austin's going to be unrecognizable. It's going to be, you know, if they don't get freaking California fixed up, it's going to be even worse than it is now. And it's, it's, it's rough. I mean, and it's not on purpose. It's not by accident. It's on purpose. You know, they're starting to spread out you know, all these Afghans that they're bringing in. They're not going to fucking Malibu. They're going to freaking Republican swing states they're going to dallas they're all over texas pennsylvania yep. like all these states that would be typically you know republican that's where they're fucking sending them all um and it makes it even worse that we got all the illegals coming in from the south um that are full of freaking covid and we don't even know who they are you know they're just yeah. all through um I, think- well, I, read, I read another thing that one in three kids that they actually brought over have now been lost yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're not even. So, I mean, what's that tell you? I mean, they don't care. They don't care. I mean, it, it's kind of like you know, the the you know the whole movie Scarface. You really gonna look for one person? Yeah. You ain't gonna look for one person. You don't have the funds to look for one person. Yeah, and it's you know they they bring kids over here as like a decoy. They're just like oh, this is my sons and my daughter, but they're not. They're just. Yep. traffic those kids or they just find them along the way and it's it, they know that it's easier for yep. them to get into the country if, if they have a kid with them or whatever um but yeah like i said 400 people coming to dallas um austin is getting about 300 people houston is like another 200 um and then like all of the military bases uh, freaking fort bliss and el paso where i'm from is getting about 4300 um joint base mcguire in new jersey 3500 uh virginia 3300 fort lee virginia 1700 and 600 in quantico so it's like <laughs> and they're yeah. just allowed to walk off the base whenever they want like no papers yeah. oh, no yeah. nothing it's yeah. just like see you guys later yep yep and it's like how many of those people are were even bedded right so they just came to the gates in Kabul, they just threw them on the plane and they just came. So how many of yep. those people are like actual Taliban or yeah. whatever, and they just come and we could have like another freaking sleeper cell incident where, you know, maybe not this year or next year, but a few years down the line, something even worse is going to happen. I mean, yep. freaking the Taliban in 2001, without the kind of funding or weapons that they have now, were able to do what they did to the World Trade Center. So now imagine with all the weapons they have and money and stuff, you know. Yeah. It's going to be, I don't, so I, I don't know if we make it out of 2021 without a terrorist attack of some kind. 
Um, but I do foresee. I would, put, I would put my money on no. Yeah, no. It's it's either at we it happens this year or for sure next year. But it's it's going to be fairly soon, um, and we're only going to have ourselves to blame for it because. Yep. It's just we're not going to make it. Twenty twenty four. I want to I want to touch on something um, real quick. So yeah. there's a uh, thing you can probably pull it up on uh, YouTube. It's called. Uh, 48 hours hard evidence and it's about the Wuhan laboratory and how they use one of, one of our people over here, our students, he had a great job working at a, a great corporation, um, you know, like a lab and uh, trying to offer them some money. And he's like, man, I've always wanted to travel. I hear it's beautiful over there. So, okay, I'm going to take a job, live there for a couple of years and come back. So, he goes over there and he's, he's working and, you know, he's, he's doing great at his job and stuff. He's got three brothers here, a mom and a dad, and he's doing great at his job. And after, you know, about six, eight months, he was asked, he goes, Hey, you know, do, could you, could you get your old job back? And he goes, well, I'm working here. Why would I want my old job back? And like, is there something I don't know? <laughs> Are you guys going to fire me or you know, yeah. what, what's going on? And they're like, well, no, not exactly. You would work for us, but we want you to work for them and just kind of send back information about what you do so we can have it. And he got, he got to thinking, you know, he's, a, he's, he's an American boy, country boy, you know, and he's like, that doesn't sound right. So, you know, his IT part of his brain started kicking in and he's like, man, I'm going to start recording this shit. Yeah. So he's, he's, you know, uh, created like a uh, file on his computer, his MacBook or whatever he had. And he created a file and, you know, he, he's there for another year and a half on his contract. And uh, he went through and he created this whole program, this whole file of what they were asking them to get and all this other stuff. And he was playing along with it. And then he went and he's like, I'm not even going to tell him I'm going to quit. I'm just going to leave, you know? So you, you, you probably know this and I'll just say it for the people who listen that don't know this, but the minute you get off a plane in China, they already know who you are. They already know what you're there for your income, whether it's business or pleasure or both. They know everything about you. So with between facial recognition, social media and everything else, they're already on you and there's cameras all over China. So you can't do anything without being on camera. So he knew this and he told his girlfriend, his fiance, he's like, look, you want to leave with me? And she's like, yeah, but we need to go together. You're not leaving me here. And then I'm taking a separate plane because they'll know you're gone. And he's like, okay. So the night before he was supposed to leave or a couple nights before he was supposed to leave, somebody broke into his apartment and he hung himself. Okay. And now this is a 240 pound, six foot two, you know, country boy that hung himself. Well, in his apartment, his, his mom and dad came over and something wasn't making sense. So they came all the way over to gather his things and come back. And the landlord of the apartment he stayed in, you know, there's police tape outside. And they were like, has anybody been in here? And the landlord's like, no, just the police. So everything's the way it was when he got found. Yeah. Yes. Let him in the apartment. 
where he supposedly hung himself, there were no rope burns. There were no scuff marks. There were no uh, bolts in the wall where he hung this apparatus that he hung himself from. And you're drilling through tile. If you've ever done any kind of construction, you can't just drill through tile and hold a 240-pound man that is dead weight up. It's not going to happen, especially in a cheap apartment. It's not going to happen. So his parents go in there expecting to see the worst, you know, blood, this, that, and another thing, because no one's been in there. Everything was clean. There was no nothing. But it looked like his apartment was ransacked. So his parents were taking his belongings out and stuff. And his dad goes, oh, I wonder what this is. Grabs the MacBook, throws it in the thing, you know, because it was his sons and all this. They travel back to the States and, you know, they contact the U.S. Embassy and they're like, you know, you know, they told them everything they saw. And there's a lady that actually was like, hey, look, I'll help you out as much I can. She was like their spokesperson to the U.S. Embassy, to the U.S. government. And the U.S. government pretty much told her, hey, leave it alone. And she goes, well, I got these two parents that want to know, you know, why their kid's dead, you know, like what's going on. So the parents, you know, raised some money and everything and paid her to quit her job and be like pretty much their PI and do all the, the footwork to get this case brought up to the American Supreme Court. It got dropped. And it's like, why, why do they keep hitting these roadblocks? So the dad one night, it dawned on him. He goes, I'm, I'm going to take a look at this, you know, MacBook thing and see if there's anything on here I can find. His dad, not being a real IT friendly guy, he gets on there and he sees this file with this weird name on it. And he goes, what the hell is this? You know, and he clicks on it. And here's the whole entire game plan, the forensic blueprint of what his company in China wanted him to do. And when he stood up against that, that's when he was suicided or Clintonized, whatever you want to call it, you know, and it it makes sense because when, when they go to go back over to China, the minute they got off the plane, the Chinese police followed them. I mean, they had marked cars, unmarked cars, detectives, everybody just follow them around, then approach them, just put enough heat and pressure on them that they had to get the hell out of there, you know? And, and they were like, we need to go because if we stay here any longer, something bad is going to happen to us. And then what good are we going to be? So then that's when they contacted 48 hours hard evidence. And we're like, Hey, look, you're not going to believe this. And, and that's the thing. Another 48 hours hard evidence. They're not going to put some bullshit story up there and waste their time with it. There's no facts to back it. So when I saw that, man, it blew my mind. But the one thing that really hit home was it's not just when Biden's in office. It's not when Trump was in office. It's not when Obama was in office. This shit started way before Clinton was even in office. They've been planning this shit for so long that it's a chess match to them, you know, and they they have their own rules, man. So, you know, when it comes down to it, Really, the, the, the common denominator is China. And if you read that, that first book, you even look into that first book, I said, The Bully of Asia. Right. They've tried it with Russia. And Russia's like, nah, man, you ain't going to come in there and do us dirty like that. That ain't happening. 
and we all know Russia's stance on everything. You know, they're kind of they're kind of don't push me because we'll push back. You know that that's where Russia's at. They're not going to be bullied by somebody, so they're just minding their own business right now, kind of watching where everything's about to play out at. But China, on the other hand, is sitting there going, "We've already had things in motion for hundreds of years. We're just biding our time right now." And right now, you're getting to that hundred year mark where everything's starting to fall into bigger pieces. Or you're starting to see the end of the puzzle now. Yeah. You know that that five thousand year old puzzle. You're starting to see the end picture. And people that aren't awake are going to see that. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty rough. It's you know, China's obviously got a lot of shit going on, and they've got their hands in a lot of stuff here. I mean, they we owe so much money to China as far as debt, and they've bought up a whole bunch of land here and businesses yep. they got going on, and you know the the freaking toll roads that are like here in Texas, like a majority of them are owned by companies in China. Like yep. freeways and highways and businesses and you know they've been they they've had their hand in a lot of things for years and years. Right, and but but why is that? Yeah, we're yeah. we're not buying stuff up overseas. Yeah, no, it's you know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, it kind of makes you wonder. Yeah, it makes you wonder a whole lot. It's you know, and like I said, it's it's just getting worse. It's everyone's like, well, it, we'll be we'll be fine in twenty twenty four. We'll vote, you know, things like that. But and in, in a way, it was it was smart. You know, they got they had freaking Biden in there. It doesn't even know he's alive. Where right is now. that? He doesn't, yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't, he, he doesn't even know that he's, he's alive right now. In that whole sentence you just got done saying. And it's and it's like they they had a good plan. So he was going to be president. People know that. People definitely do not want a President Harris or a President Pelosi. So they they know that with those two freaking windbags, you know, off off to the side, that no one's gonna want to fucking impeach Biden because you know because they're next up. So so well, here's here's the other thing too, though. These countries that we're inviting in right now, okay, and and I I, I don't want to say how close I am to people of Afghanistan because. It, it would ruin a lot of relationships for me. Um, but I will say this, the mentality of the Taliban, women don't matter. Kids don't matter. And, and, and it's that of Afghanistan. You look at their culture. Okay. I don't know if you saw the video, but a woman cannot even go outside of her house to go to the store without a male escort. Okay. Imagine pulling that shit with a southern lady here and start, you know, slapping her. She'd beat the shit out of you. (laughs) It's it's one of those things where it's like that shit don't fly over here, man. You know, and and these people are embracing it. I don't know. It's because if they're scared of it and it might happen to them, and they think, hey, I was your friend all along. You know, like the couple that went bike riding across the Middle East to spread love. And they got killed. Jeez. I mean, come on now. That's reality. My, my, I guess the, the main one that I, I see online that I find ridiculous the most is I, there's like a picture of, of people holding up a like LGBT flag and they're saying it's like LGBTQ against like uh, against Islamophobia or something like that. And I, and I think to myself, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, if you guys were to take that sign over there, for oh, yeah. one, they would beat the shit out of you because you're not covered up. Secondly, yep. 
they would throw your ass off the roof because you're gay. Yep. Yeah. And you start hand and feet tied. And like, I don't, I don't understand. Like here, that this, that shit doesn't happen. Like, there's not. I mean, yeah, you know, way back in the day, people used to, you know, treat gay people really bad. Like they used to beat them and stuff like that, right? But we never had any kind of instances that I'm aware of, and I'm sure a lot of people will act like actually correct me, but we weren't throwing gay people off buildings. Like, no, the the here's uh, here's the crazy thing. The only case, the only case that I've ever heard of where somebody was beaten so bad, Ryan White. If you remember, I don't know if you're old enough. I'm kind of showing my age yeah. here a little bit, but <laughs> Ryan White, we did a case study and he was beaten because he was gay. He had AIDS, you know, and that whole thing, I mean, made news like you would not believe. But that's the, that's the thing. Again, the news media is not going to show something like that over in Afghanistan on our local news. They're, they're not going to put that out there because to them, it doesn't matter. You've been overseas. I've been overseas. People that have been outside their comfort bubble, their town that they live in, and actually seen sand of another country and been been uh, looked at because you're from another country in a in a despising way, dude. I mean, it, it is it is eerie. You know, it is when you look at a kid and you want to embrace a kid, and all that kid knows is to hate you. That's an eerie feeling, man. That is an eerie feeling. So, you know, it, it's kind of like I want to take some of these people that are for, you know, all these Afghans coming here and, you know, the Taliban and all this other stuff. And I want to take them and put them over there. Like, I'll pay your, I'll pay your airfare. I mean, it, it's great. Let's do this. Let's make an exchange for all the, the Afghans that want freedom and safety not the Taliban people, freedom and safety and everything else, we'll trade you person for person. One comes off, one goes on. One comes off, one goes on. But we're not going to do that because we're America. We embrace everybody. But how far does that go? Are you willing to do that so it destroys your own country and it becomes something that you don't want it to be, that you never thought it would be because you're worried about how it's going to look? Because we embrace everybody. When does our security get embraced? When does our freedoms get embraced? When do our constitutional rights get embraced? You have teachers now that are pushing this liberal Antifa agenda that are in schools now. And the only reason they get fired is because the school board gets caught. Yeah. And I'm sure you've seen that video floating yeah. around. Oh yeah. Yeah. I said that's, I sent that video out to you guys earlier. Remember that in the group yeah. we were in? Yeah. Dude, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> I, I almost want these things to happen just so we could say, I told you so, like in a bad, like in a weird, fucked up right. kind of way. Yeah. Like, I don't want people to get hurt and innocent people, stuff like that. But I, like the people that embrace it and want these things to happen, I want them to be able to see it like firsthand. Yeah. And, and then as, as bad as it sounds, I want to say, like, I told you so, but like, this is yeah. what we were telling you for years and years was going to happen. And now you can see it firsthand. I want feminists to move to the Middle East and get to work right now. Fucking strap up your boots. Like you've been saying here for years. Yes. The U S had a problem with that kind of shit way back in the day, but you know, 
we're on equal footing and all this thing about the fucking wage gap when it comes to feminists and all this stuff it, it's not true in any at all get to fucking work move to the middle east make trying to push any kind of whatever you're saying here happen out there i guarantee yep. you won't make it past 24 hours with your life yeah it's not gonna happen yep. it's not gonna happen there's yeah. no other country in the world where you get to do or say the kind of shit that you want at every turn and there's no repercussion for it at, yeah. at all. Take that shit to China. Take spray that shit paint, to Afghanistan. Spray paint a building over there. Spray paint a building over there and see what happens to you. Take that shit to China. Take that shit to Afghanistan and say yeah. say a quarter of anything that you say here. Don't cut your fucking head off in a heartbeat. Oh, dude, and not even to... think twice about it. Oh, and, oh. And, and the crazy thing is, you know, when all this shit broke off in Afghanistan, I was watching the news just to stay on top of things because I was getting so, I mean, I woke up and my phone was going off, man. I mean, just going off. I had a guy stop here in my neighborhood who served in Afghanistan and he stopped by and he goes, are you busy? And I said, no, nah, man, what's up? And he pulled his motor, motorcycle up and he goes, I just need to talk to a veteran. I said, dude, what, what's up? And he goes, this shit. And I said, yeah, he stood there in my driveway for 45 fucking minutes losing his mind about the shit that was going on in Afghanistan. My phone, every day, I get text messages, calls, emails from veterans that have served over there that are losing their shit. And I'm like, look, man, it's not your fault. It's it's nothing to do with you. And you didn't serve in, in vain. You know what I mean? You yeah. did your job. But the thing is, their job to them was to keep going. You know what I mean? But their, their, their time was up and they had to come back doing a handover, you know, to the, to the next shift or the next deployment or, you know, whoever it was taking their spot, hoping they do the same thing. But when you have a chicken in chief, as we do in Biden right now, this piece of shit doesn't even know where he's at. And I mean, for him to walk around like he does, I mean, it's, uh, I'm sure you've heard that song by Tom McDonald you know, uh, woke and there's, and there's some other ones out there that he's, he's done. I sent it to my teacher that I'm friends with. And he's like, dude, I'm playing this in my class right now. He goes, they need to hear this shit because he has literally four students in his history, history class right now that flat out say they hate America. Yeah, that's why I don't send my son to public school. It's been it's been that <laughs> right, right. It's been that way for years. You know, ever since yeah. he started going to school, he's been homeschooled. Um, and it's it's not that I want to fill his head with you know my ideas and thoughts. It's just that I want him to make up his own mind about things. Yeah, I don't, I don't want people to force shit down his his throat like they do in public school nowadays. I don't even like I I flirted with the idea and it might end up happening, you know, like a little down the line, but sending him to a Christian school, freaking private school. But even that gets me kind of wary. I, I don't want him to be fed anything that he doesn't want to do as far as ideas and such. Like, so I want to make up his own mind. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I went to Catholic school and stuff like that and, and they can be kind of pushy on things, you know, I don't want that as well. I, yeah. I, I don't want it. I don't want it to be like on the extreme side for like for either side, but right. Right. I, I just want him to have like a equal footing to do whatever he wants, whatever he wants to believe on his own time. And yeah. you know, that's, that's going to be his deal. But I mean, I just don't, 
understand like you see videos of all these freaking parents going to freaking pta meetings and like all kinds of things and just blowing the districts up and and because they're seeing all these things that have been happening for years fucking teachers have been indoctrinating students and fucking bullying them and all kinds of things it's and it's rough to watch but like like here i mean you know like my son doesn't go to public school but my taxes pay for the high schools here and the elementary so i go to those meetings every month to see what's going on luckily i live in a pretty republican area where let's say like like a little suburb where there's none of that kind of stuff out here and for the most part everything goes by okay you get like a few things here and there but i don't even have to say anything because the rest of all the parents they you know like they freaking get that shit in the butt real quick but yeah um so i'm lucky in that way and that's the reason why i had to leave dallas because we we used to live like in the heart of dallas downtown dallas was it's rough so we're just like yeah we gotta hit the suburbs so let's do that so uh yeah it's not gonna get worse uh unfortunately but hopefully with all this attention that they've been getting it clears a little bit of it up um it's we just gotta wait and see what's gonna happen but um things are getting kind of shitty lately so we'll see but um yeah as we as we kind of wind our our time here down a bit i want to take up too much of your time i appreciate you coming on but um i guess we can send out the website here for you guys uh blackforcemma.com uh you also have the grappling for ptsd help help grappling ptsd.org okay. that that right there i'm telling you man we we help so many veterans out with so many different things that they need the the mental aspect of it the dental aspect of it um we repurpose medical equipment for veterans i mean we're i have a whole entire storage unit with medical stuff from diapers clear clear up the canes i mean we actually have bed like bed uh motorized bed lifts and stuff from you know veterans that have you know couldn't even make it home you know that the that they've had in their house that they couldn't even use so we have chair lifts. I mean, everything that, you know, we, and we, and we don't ask for any money. If you need it, please hit us up. I mean, we, we have it available for, for veterans, you know? So yeah, man, I like, seriously, it's been awesome talking to you, man. I, we, we seriously have to stay in touch and I know you you got a busy schedule. I got a busy schedule, but man, if there's ever anything you need, let me know. I mean, honestly, I mean, we serve together and everything and there's nothing I wouldn't do for you or your family. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a, I don't know, man, we need to need to get back to that. You know what I mean? And, and I hate, I hate to say it, but after September 11th, America never felt more united than what we did after that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I joke all the time, but at the same time, I don't that um, the U.S. is in a shitty way and, and we need a new world war. As shitty as that sounds, we need some kind of uniting goal to to reach that that's going to unite the country um, because we're not at all. Like, it's just it's it's falling apart like the last five, six years and it's only going to get yeah. worse. Um, yep. And it's unfortunate, but yeah, I mean, everybody blackforcemma.com helpgrapplingptsd.org also take a look at walk for the fallen that happened in july right that that already happened yep yep our next year is going to be july 9th 2021 uh, or 2022 actually uh 
you know, we're going to be out there, you know, hitting the streets again, doing that 32 mile walk. People ask me all the time, why do you do it in July? And I, I, I have one answer for them. You don't get to pick the weather overseas for the whole time you're over there. So I think we can make it one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, uh, I, I know that, you know, like the kind of heat that goes on out there <laughs> in South Carolina, you know, it, it's been a while. Like I've been talking to the family and it's just like, man, I, I really want to go back out there and just, you know, kind of hang out and stuff maybe for a week. Hey, so. I got an open door, man. I got yeah. an open door. It's definitely been in the in the works for a long time. We've just been kind of getting out, and especially with last year, I think it was supposed to happen last year sometime in the summer. Um, my wife, she's like, well, let's go on vacation. I was like, yeah, well, I want to go back to South Carolina maybe for a week or so. And then like, we all got locked down, and nobody was allowed yeah. to go anywhere. So that kind of ruined everything. So we just ended up going local and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I definitely got to get back out. Um, but, yeah, I mean – Deck, I really appreciate it, man. Uh, your time, yeah, everything. Uh, stay safe. I appreciate all the work you do for everybody out there. Um, everybody, hey, you too, brother. You too. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Everybody, make sure you guys hit up as well, blackforestmma.com, uh, Black Forest as well on Facebook. Um, help grappleyptsd.org and make sure you guys check out Walk for the Fallen as well. Donate some money, help a veteran out, uh, even in your local areas, whatever you guys can do. I know there's a lot of people walking the streets. Uh, last count was about. 40,000 homeless veterans across the U.S. That's um, got to change immediately. It's unacceptable. Uh, we expect these people to go overseas to do the kind of things that we, as civilians, really don't want to be doing and you know don't have the heart to do so that we can kind of live our lives the way we want. And then when they come back, we just forget about them. So that's not cool at all. Um, yeah, make sure you guys check us out. If you guys aren't already a subscriber on YouTube, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button, um, hit that thumbs up button, as well as that bell icon so you don't miss an episode in the future. Uh, like I said before, if you guys want to check us out on the go, you can catch us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio at Truth Defender Podcast. Um, I'll make sure that I have all the links down below for the websites, Facebook as well and everything, um, as well as the website for the gym and everything. So you guys can check it out. If you guys are on the East coast in South Carolina, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those good things are up and running. Uh, make sure you guys send us your questions or any kind of guests or recommendations uh, to the truth defender, 1776 at gmail.com. As well as if you guys are veterans, if you guys have any questions, you guys need help or anything, you guys can hit up that same email address as well. We'll get in contact. If you guys want to talk or whatever, shoot me an email. We'll jump on a call. I'll come to you. You come to me, whatever we can do. Uh, if you guys are anywhere within DFW, uh, Fort Worth, Plano, Rockwall, Greenville, Dallas, anywhere in between, give me a shout out. Uh, we'll get everything going and we'll get you straightened out as best we can. I uh, really appreciate you guys. Everybody stay safe out there. Stay blessed. And most of all, stay frosty.